point in waiting any longer. So let's bring around a star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Part two. Here we are. Bet. So, so you're working with Sissy Houston. Welcome to okay. Kill Me Now. Yes. Welcome to Kill Me Now. We will be doing the Jew Bell. Judy Gold. So, um, this is Judy Gold, isn't it? Thank you. Oh, oh, oh God, I'm sick. No, but I'm at the end of it. Wait, and, I'm and you have a fucking canker sore. Let's go put this under. I have another whistle. Hold on. Well, let's not can share any a, joints. Can you get another um, whistle? Okay. So, uh... So you're working with Sissy after John breaks his wrist. Right. And um, how, how many months, when do you meet Whitney? Whitney's a backup singer for Sissy. Yeah. And how old is she? 18, 17, right. and 17, 18. did you recognize the talent? Oh, my God. It was, she was amazing. And she was also, like, funny as hell. Where are you? The whistle is hanging by the keys. Got it. I can't. I can't. She was. Hey, hey. She was incredible. I mean, I remember the. I remember the when, first time you heard her. Well, I was there when she was first. You know, when she was discovered by. Right. Um, Clive Davis. Right. And also, I remember Sissy did this. Uh, she pulled a, a fast one on on Whitney. She was playing. Sissy had a gig booked up at McKell's. Right. And she would always talk about she had a drip. You know, she had like a drip. nasal drip. A nasal drip. Right. 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 Sissy did. Yeah, and so she told Whitney that she had a drip and uh, she couldn't do her show, and that. What are you looking for? I need a basketball. You need a basketball, Ben. There's so many. You just came in with one. Yeah, but I can't use that one. Outside. This is how interesting my story is. Okay, we, go in the closet. I'm being in the other room. by Ben's. Or look in that basket. <laughs> You've checked the I'm basket in the hallway. Yeah. We're all waiting in anticipation. And you checked the. Oh my God! Then there's a, there's a thousand basketballs here. Go ahead. An NYRP thing. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, just checking. Oh, Jesus That's the Christ! Um, I'll try to get rid of it, folks. So you, so all right. So so Sissy has a drip. So she has a drip. So she told uh, told Whitney she asked her to please you know take do the show for her uh, up at McGill's and. It was adorable because she, what she sang. Well, she she sang Sissy's show. Right. Basically, she knew the whole show because she had sung background. So she sang, the, and she also did the cute thing was that she like did Sissy's rap. Oh, that's hilarious! You know, like thanks for coming to see Sissy tonight. Oh, and funny! She was like, thanks for coming to hear Whitney tonight. You know, she would always speak about herself in the third person, and that's what Sissy did. So, um, but it was amazing, and she blew the freaking roof off the joint. And, and did oh, yeah. was Sissy aware of the talent of oh, Whitney? Oh yeah, of course. That's was she? Was there amazing. any jealousy? I'd say later in life, right? Mm. But not in the very beginning. No, in the, be- in the beginning, because she was young. Whitney was so young. I think you know. I think that later in life, I mean, you know, Whitney's career was just so amazing, and and I think that there was definitely a little jealousy, right? Which mm. was ma- manifested in, you know, being mean to singers and critical and yeah, overly critical. Of other singers. Of, like, Whitney singers and wanting to take over and wanting to work with the singers and just be a part of it. Yeah, Yeah. to be a part of it because, you know. Mama Rose. She never had the, uh, she never had the She never had the success that. The soul, as a solo singer. I mean, she was a, you know, she was, had a great background singing career. But 
as a soul singer. And, you know, I would encourage you all to what? go online and, and... 20 Feet from Stardom? No, 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 no. Look at, Just look on YouTube. Look up um, Sissy Houston and see some old videos of her singing, like, on TV shows and whatnot. And she was amazing. Wow. And you forget about that because you hear her later in life with the very wide vibrato and... You know, she's older, and your voice right. changes when you get older. Sure. Right? But she was know, she yeah. was astonishingly good <laughs> when she was, you know, younger. So how does Whitney, like, all I remember is being in college and blasting the album that had, and I will always love you. Bodyguard. That would be the bodyguard. bodyguard. Yes. Yep. No, there was one before, by heart. There was one before. What was her first album? Her first album? Yeah, Whitney. Was was Saving All My Love? Yes. Yeah. Saving All My Love. Yeah. There was that record, which I forget. I think it's just... And I Want to Dance with Somebody. Was the next I Want to yes. Dance with Somebody. I grew up to those records. My, Wait. my mom would play them in the car on the tape deck. Wait, i got to look up what Do you want to know first. what my favorite song was? Yeah. Yeah, From I was like just going to ask that. I get so emotional. Oh. Okay. So, and that was also directed. That video was directed by my old friend Ed Love, who died in the eighties. Wow. What? He's not Jewish? No, he was an African American gentleman of. I'll do my mother now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there were plenty of black Jews. Yeah, no, he wasn't Jewish. All right, so <laughs> and he's also <laughs> dead. Okay, so um, welcome to Kill. Everybody. So, um, so when did she? How did she get her big break? And were you playing for her? Go. I was playing for her when she was. She got her break with singing with Sissy. When Sissy right. would give her solos, you know, she would give her a song or two to sing in the shows. I remember going to see her, I think even before I started playing with Sissy, right. I think she was about 16. Somebody said, you got to go see uh, uh, Sissy Houston's show at the bottom line. Remember the bottom oh, line? Oh, I performed there. Yeah, me too. Many times. And Whitney was like wearing this like little church dress. Right. And she sang Evergreen. Oh, uh, I can't. I, I mean, like, it was like, remember those... Um, those commercials with the uh, Memorex, with the yeah, you're being blown. That's how I was, I was like blown to the back. Wall. Right. That's how fucking good she was at 16. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. She was amazing. Um, Greatest singer I ever heard. Me too. Greatest um, singer I've ever heard. Next to you know Aretha. Right. With along with Aretha. Have you ever played with for Aretha? Uh huh. God damn it. Yeah. Did you know? I played with Aretha when uh, for her. It was a tribute to Clive Davis right. at the we Kennedy were, Center. No, Waldorf Astoria. Wow, they have the worst sound system. Oh, and we were playing on the the band was on the floor, and uh, and uh, Aretha Franklin that night she did a ballet to Natural Woman in a tutu. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I love her. Okay, so terrible or wonderful or both. BP. So, yes. um, are you full time with Whitney at this point? No, 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 no. I um, you can't make a lot living just playing for Whitney. No, no, I wasn't with her at the time. I, I, right, fresh out of like Sissy. I remember I did. I put a couple of bands together for a couple of shows with her in mm-hmm. the like very beginning before the record even came out, before her first record came out, mm-hmm. and um, 
I remember we did a show with Jermaine with Jermaine Jackson. She had a single. Oh my God! What the hell was it called? At the and we did it at the um, the church on uh, what was it called again on Nineteenth Street and Sixth Avenue. Oh right, uh, 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 Limelight. Lime, the Limelight. Oh, yeah. Limelight. Oh, God, I spent a lot of time. Oh uh, yeah, me too. So All right, so uh, but then I uh, then she put a band together. Meet, who do you meet through her? I mean, did you ever work with Prince? No. Um, did, and you worked with one of the... Did you ever work with Michael Jackson? No. Okay. No, I'm nothing. No, um, but, uh, once... I mean, once I was... I started playing on tour with, uh, with uh, Sissy... With Whitney, rather, in 1988. Wow. And... Fuck. I met Stevie through Whitney. We did played, you ever play with yeah. Stevie Wonder? Yeah, a couple of times. We did, uh, we did a, a, a show. We did the Arsenio Hall show. Oh, yeah! I did that show like three times. He's yeah. the only one that put me on his show all the time. Really? Stand up. Yes. Wow. I love. I love him. I yeah, love he was Arsenio. a good guy. And, and, a really, and do you know Michael Wolf, who was the band leader? Yes. He, I just. He just came to Shakespeare. He did. Yeah. We should all go out. Do you like him? Yeah. I, I love him. Yeah. I like okay, him. So. I, I mean, I don't, I'm. In, and he's married to uh, uh, Polly. Uh, Drake. Not Drake. Uh, Polly uh, from Thirty Something. Yeah. Polly Drake. No. Polly, no, no, no. Polly, uh, sure. I'll look it up. What a cracker. Uh, okay, so. But yeah, we did, yeah, so I, I mean, I met Stevie through her, and, and I met, um, the Wyman's, BB and CC Wyman. Yeah, Polly Draper, right? Which was amazing, which were, you know, that was, they are amazing, and they, you know, they were always coming and visiting us on tour, and. Yes, Polly. Playing with them, they were amazing. Polly Draper. <laughs> Michael Wolf. Okay, go. Jeez. Um, so, um. So you are now making your living touring. I am now. Well, before I was with Whitney, I started. I was touring with Michael Franks. No, no. Oh, Franks. No. <laughs> that's the. That's a. That's, that's a. That's a. Like that's a. Wannabe, that's a. That's twenty three. That's twenty three. That's twenty three. Ancestry dot com. Okay, go. That's when you can check out your DNA, what you are. So I'm saying Franks is like. Jewish. Okay, did you ever ahead. check out your ancestors? No, you I did. did. I did. Is it? Did you? Is it accurate, yeah. You think? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it takes your blood, like it's your chromosomes. How, um, and stuff. is it um, expensive? Uh, no, I, it's not expensive. It, it might be a hundred bucks, you know, to spit. Maybe less, less than that, you know, to spit into a cup and get your DNA tested and see where you're from. I'm Micronesian and Jewish. No, you have thirty percent or fifteen percent. Fifteen. Micronesia. Yeah, yeah, and I only what say that because Micronesia. It's a Polynesian country, uh, and I got a lot of shit for being white growing up in Hawaii as a kid. And I wish I knew this then. I could have. Oh, I could have had so many more friends. If no, they knew, no, if they wasn't, they were using that as an excuse. They would have found some. No, no, no. <laughs> if I had my hey, <laughs> that's probably true. Well, that's why I'm a masochist today. Okay, so um. Did you know that Whitney was a lesbian? Do you know that Whitney was a lesbian? Yes. How do you know that? Um, I I knew from uh, seeing her with was it Karen the girlfriend's name? No, Robin was her. Robin, 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 not Jewish. Um, Listen. do you feel that? The fact that she couldn't be herself, that she had to, for the outside world and for her career, 
be someone else who wasn't really who she was internally. Well, I think that was probably true in more than, you know, one way. You yeah. Know? I mean, here was this girl who grew up in Newark and yeah. sang in church, and yet... I was born in Newark, by the way. Go. Were you really? Yes. And I lived in Elizabeth until... Oof. That's that was, rough, girl. No, it wasn't that. Really? What well, was starting? Go. Um, what was I saying? Um, here's this church girl who oh, grew right, up in right, Jersey. Right. And, she, and so, so she hooks up. So Clive Davis finds her, and which was, you know, greatest thing ever. And, you know, she becomes... The superstar. This pop, pop icon, pop idol, not a black R&B singer. Right. She became a pop icon. Yep. And, you know, I think that was... Well, I don't think it was problematic. I think she, you know, she made a, she made a quite a little living for herself. I right. think it only became a problem... Honestly, when she married Bobby Brown, the idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that happen? Like that she married Bobby Brown. Like, where did they meet? Uh, I don't don't remember where they met. I do remember, though. And he knew about Robin, of course. Well, I don't, you know, you say this, but I don't. Even I, who knew her for so many years, I never saw her kiss another woman. Okay, so let's say she's not a lesbian, but she has a companion who she's very close with, her gal. Roper and Gail. Right. So that's her Gail. Right. Okay. And who happens to be very butch looking. She is. And she's right. married now with a to a woman when they've got a couple of kids. Okay. And, you know, they're very happy. Okay. Good. Robin was never there was never any issue with Robin's sexuality. Okay. Whitney, however, you know Whitney, you know, the, you whether know, or not she was allowed to be a lesbian, she couldn't be allowed to be a lesbian. Well she I mean, at that time especially, yeah. at heat of the AIDS crisis. And people didn't come out. And well, here she is. A lot of, lot of, beautiful. A lot yeah. of pressure from the family. Right. You know, I, mean, yeah. I don't think it's, that Sissy was a particularly liberal-minded Right. No, she was woman. a church girl. Yeah, and, you right. know. And so, um, yeah, but, but you know, Bobby came along. But, I mean, these are the guys that were, like, after Whitney. Okay? I'm going right. to give you a list of some okay. of the guys. Like, Robert De Niro used to send flowers. Wow. Used to call John Houston all right. the time. Dying to take Whitney out. He right. was dying to take Whitney out. De Niro likes the black Kevin house. Costner. Right. I really believe fell in love with Whitney as well. Not true. God, who yeah. didn't? Not true. Not Jewish. Go. Not Jewish. No, no, we got no whistles here. Yeah. Um, but then she met Bobby Brown. And I just think that Bobby Brown gave her something else. You know, Bobby Brown is when she, you know, I think was who made her feel like, oh, you know, you're a pop idol, you know, you're not, where's your r and you know? Mm-hmm. My, inadequate. My, you're not, you're being, not being true to yourself. You're, you're an inadequate black girl. Ugh. In the sense that she wasn't doing, you know, she wasn't singing R&B music necessarily. She was singing pop music and like, you know, she had like a massive appeal, you know, white right. people, black people. Everyone. And he was a, you know, was a R&B guy. Right. And he was, you know, I mean, I give him a lot of credit. You know, he was, I, I thought that he was the first guy to really create, to really do dance video. Right. Like, my prerogative, that record. Yeah, but my prerogative was an R&B. That was pop and dance and... Yeah, yes, but they were all black guys, and I think that, you know, they right. probably, you know, at that time... So, with, with that yeah. time, don't forget, that was, that was considered R&B. Right. Did you... Okay, okay, did okay yeah. Did you get yeah, 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 black yeah. being her... Piano player. Her blonde sister, yeah. as she used to refer to me. Yeah. Blonde sister, that's yeah. what he said? My blonde, she used to call me her blonde sister. Cute. Uh, yeah. Did Bobby say, you gotta get weird at... No, as a matter of fact, I gave him, I had a little come to Jesus with him. We were, in a, we were in a club in London, 
And I just said, you better do her right, Bobby Brown, or else you're going to have to deal with me. Right. Yeah. Wow. Did you feel like her big sister? That you were like... I was, you know, I, I guess I was a little protective, yeah. Um, and which is why the whole... If you... S- well, which is why her demise really affected me and just a heart... It was just... Oh, because you so knew where you have a from. very large gold record or platinum record on, in your house. That was the um, the bodyguard. Yes, we played. It was very funny. We sh- they wanted to do "I Will Always Love You" live in a club. They wanted to rec- you know film it live, and so she said, "I'll do that if I can have my band." Oh. Wow! Right. So I think so. We all flew. They, they flew us down to Florida. Where they were, where they were shooting, and they were shooting the scene at the Fountain Blue, I think. And I think they got one look at us and said, eh, "Maybe not," because we didn't. They didn't use us in the scene. We recorded it, but they didn't use right. us. Right? Oh, in the they, scene. they. I think they looked it. at us and went, eh, "Maybe not." So, did you know Bobby was bad news? Yes. The answer is. Yes. Did anyone else? I'm sure other people. Everybody noticed. knew Bobby was bad. And but did right. people? Were people afraid of him? People, you mean like the family? Were they afraid? Yeah, like to say, you know, cut the shit or stop controlling her or hitting her. <sighs> well, no. At this point, I believe that it was really, you know, I don't know about those interactions, but I think that really it was about Whitney. Is like ultimately, you know, just to skip a whole lot of shit. Many years, you know, I don't bl- I don't blame Bobby for Whitney's death. Right. You know, I don't blame Bobby for Whitney's drug use. I mean, right. you know, I blame Whitney for not for her lack of self esteem and not standing up for herself and not and letting this guy take her down. I mean, right. she used to allow him to sit on the side of the stage. Mm-hmm. He'd have a you know one of those two liter bottles of Evian mm-hmm. filled with beer. No way. And a live mic. Oh, so you know. Oh, so so he had to just jump in whenever he no wanted. One, but no one could what? say she didn't listen to anybody. She didn't listen to anybody. She was addicted. She's an addict, and that that goes for humans too. Well, she was. She became addicted, and and all of the people around her that thought that you know they were you know that declared such love for her, mm-hmm. you know they were also all on the payroll. Right. Right. You know, just Fuck. to call a. Spade a spade, right. not to no, you know, not to use right. that term in a negative. Right. Yeah. Um, that was the police coming actually to yeah. take me away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got to so, meet her once. It was really she's sweet. Really, she sweet looks so innocent when you think. When I think of her, you know, she's my was my age, you know, but it was like she was an innocent. Oh my God! This person is so fucking talented. Like mm. voice of my generation. So all right. Mm. So while you're working with her, is that when you meet Cindy Lauper? Like when do you meet Cindy Lauper? I met Cindy Lauper um, way. I met her at Tracks. I met her when she had her band uh, Blue Angel. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we we kind of came up in the same, you know, right. sort of at the same time. Cindy and I are. She's just a little older than I am, but we came up sort of at the same time. She had that band, Blue Angel, where she was, her name at the time was Cinderella. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, and so Cindy Lauper, not? Not even. Lauper's a Jewy. Not even close. She's from Queens. Not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> that was an I she wish you Jewish were Jewish. Um, so, 
You know, not everybody that has Jewish friends is Jewish. Do you know that, Jew? I know this is a little late, and I don't want to disappoint you, and maybe we have a performance tonight. Who's her husband? Her husband is David Thornton. No. Shit. So not. Um, Okay. You're now playing for all these amazing fucking musicians. Do you ever feel like I'm talented, I want to, you know, like the 20 feet from stardom, that you want to be the star, that you want to be out front. You know, I think that if I ever really wanted to do that, I would have done it. I think that I love playing for great singers. I've always played for singers. Right. You know, I mean, there's a there's a long list of singers that I've played with, mostly female, I must right. add. But um, I always, you know, and I, I have a band, and I used to write songs. Bev Leslie's. The Bev the Leslie's. Bev Leslie's. I've opened for the Bev Leslie's. Well, I wouldn't say that you opened. I, I, I don't want to refer to you as the opening act, Judy. Why? I would like to just, you introduced us. Your celebrity was strong enough to actually introduce the band. The Bev Leslie's. You're not the opening act for oh, the Bev Leslie's. Honey. We should open for you, hey, Judy. Use it up, Judy Gold. Um, so... Bet you came. Oh yeah. What? Judy Gold, the whistle. Oh, that's the sick whistle. Oh well. Okay. Yeah. Now we've all made so out. So you came to Shakespeare in the park, I and did. um, I was in my dressing room that who and I share it with Stacy Sargent, who is uh, she plays Grumio. And I said, oh, my friend Beth Sussman's coming. You know, she. Beth Sussman. What does she look? I said, you know. She's like, does she have that blonde? I said, she's, you know, she played for Whitney, and she played... She had blonde hair? Did she play the funeral? Like, she was freaking out. So, you played at her funeral. Well, many people when you, played when did you at find the funeral. Him? I was just... I was most visible because I was, you know... When I wasn't playing, I was sitting... Uh, I would step back into the where the choir was. There was a seat there, and right. I was basically the you know it's the only white person did they call you and ask you to play or what happened yeah they called and asked you know they asked invited whitney's musicians you know from her couple of different bands that she had to uh play at the funeral so when you found out she had died Mm -hmm. and od'd Mm -hmm. what 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 did you think like what were your what were your first thoughts my first thoughts were uh, you know, I was mortified. It was like I was... Like I was, heart fell into... I was, my heart was broken. I just, you know, I didn't want that... I didn't want her to die like that. I didn't want that to ever happen Did to you her. know it was coming to that? Well, I mean, uh, you know, the, the the pathway was, you know, was paved. You know, she... Uh, from, from 1995 on, she just... There was, you know, it was a, it was a steady decline, decline yeah. When um, and that was mainly because she was she lost her voice, mm, right? Mean, the, the, her drug use, of, you know, affected her, voice. made her lose her voice. Wait, we have to pause. Uh, what are you doing? I thought you can't use that basketball outside. You can. I bought you an indoor outdoor. Yeah, I don't know where it is. I've literally looked everywhere. It's not there. Is it in the basket in your room? No. Ben's lost his balls. Everywhere in my well, room. no, he's lost his ball. I is, you that's true. He's still got one. It tells us a lot about it? Ben. It's not <laughs> I, if, when you leave and I'm done here, 
We, I am finding Judy's that basketball. How much do I get? Ball. It's amazing what you can do yeah, with hold on. one ball. Wait, sure you guys speak. One ball. This is we. I think we should have the podcast always at the house. I'm down. It's a well because there's no interruptions. And also, it's one thing that's really good. <laughs> there's no. It's, it's, we got a nice steady flow. Wait, Wait I don't. I don't talking to my son Ben. Jesus, okay. fuck. Sorry. <clears throat> You're, uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay, so when did you and Judy meet? Judy and I, you know, I don't know exactly when we met. We've known each other peripherally for years, peripherally for mm-hmm. years, and, um, you know, I was a fan of hers, and I didn't know that she even knew who I was, but she did. So, and, uh, so you were mutual fans of one another? Yeah, I guess so. That's pretty cool. And then she came to, um, I was doing a show last year with Christine Eversole. Mm, love her. And she came to see that. Love her, too. Love her to death. And she's off doing a doing a new play with a new musical with another one of my old um, my bosses people that I've worked with was Ms. Patty Lapone. Oh my god they're I love doing, her too. Um, they're doing a, a, play, a show called I'm a masochist. War Paint. Oh clearly yes. Yeah. We're doing they're doing War Paint which is written by the same guys that did Great Gardens. Oh my god. So I'm sure it's going to be fabulous. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I wish sons. I was working on it. It would be like a blast to be working with the two of them together. Oh my god! I can't. Yeah. I just want to be a fly on the wall at the rehearsals. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean, not too close to them on I the mean, wall. Two They'll smack you down, divas. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that'd two be amazing. divas. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, well, three divas if you're in there. Oh, hey now. But you know, Christine is. She's a woman of much grace. Mm. She's incredible. Well, she's she so says powerful. it, and she says it's going really well. I spoke to her the other day. She's very excited. About. So. Uh, I know you've got this new musical coming, or that you're doing with Judy. You're doing something with Judy in July at, at 54 Below again? At I think that's November. But it, oh, November. November. And, yeah, I mean, <gasps> she... Do you have any other projects in the works right now? Any other kind of musical things or cabarets? Any, I mean, or with your band, any shows coming up? My band only plays twice a year. Okay. <laughs> we also don't have a lot of flow. But we've been playing like twice a year for like 20 years. That's great. Um, it's a bunch of great musicians, you know, studio guys. And you just get together and jam. Guys and, you know, we can't, I mean, just it's just so, so hard to keep a band together and rehearse. And so we basically, you know, we're a very celebratory band. So we play for holidays. We've always been kind of a holiday band. Like we play Valentine's Day. We play... Um, Dog bite prevention week. <laughs> do you we do, do any weddings? <laughs> we do. Um, well, actually, I think we might have. No, I don't think we ever played a wedding. Uh-huh. We did play. We do. We play up at Yale every now and again because we know. Um, we have a friend who who went there who was the graduating class of '65, I think. Nice. So we played their um, their 40th anniversary. I think it was the same class that George W. was in. Oh. Wow. So we went up. Yes. Was he there? No, he didn't show. He oh. didn't show. Go figure. I hear he never shows. Right, really? Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> he didn't I'm show up for his job. You just had, you know, the most boring, four boring minutes without me. I'm um, really sorry about that. Too. Well, you don't know what we talked about, I did. do you? Some boring shit. Anyway, Probably. so when Whitney had a child, yes, were you close with? Uh, well, she was out. She Bobby Chris would come out on tour with us. She was adorable. She was. Yeah, she was adorable. Um, but I, you know, I worked like I, I worked with her till ninety nine. Right. So, but when, and then we're getting off this. Okay. Uh, when 
you heard that she had died <clears throat> in the same way that her mother. I mean, that must have been... It was tr- really, really tragic. Like a yeah. sick joke, man. Really tragic, but, you know, it's like... I mean, what else could have happened you know, we are all a product of our upbringing, you right. know, and look what she witnessed her whole life. I mean, it's just so sad. Right. It's and so sad, but she think, wasn't, you know, she, it, you know. Do you think Whitney sad. was a good mom? Or as good as she could be? Well, as good as she could be, you know. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Bye, Ben. Bye, um, Ben. Ben, I love you. What time are you going to be home? Ben, we've met before. 5, 5.30. Ben. You, you played this morning, and you have practice tonight. Why are you playing again? I hope you find your balls, man. That can't, all he does is play basketball. Well, look at him. He's committed. He's so cute. Who's my baby? Did you see he kissed me goodbye? Yeah, of course. I, he right. always kisses you goodbye. How'd you meet Bette Midler? All right. And the fact that you resemble Bette in stature and hair. Ha ha. Yeah. And badass. Or, and many other things. Yeah, right. you know, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Um, Wait, funny thing. I... <laughs> Guys, stop. <laughs> Wait, did you say Midler? Yeah, that Midler. Oh, uh, really? Right. Really? Yeah. All right. And she's from Hawaii, too. Little Holly girl from Hawaii. Woo, woo. Oh, thank okay, you. Girl. I actually played with her, played synth. Mark Shaman called me years ago. Shaman. Yeah. They were honoring Peter, um, Peter. O'Toole? No, what was, I'm having a brain fart. Peter. Paul and Mary? Peter from, um, Australia. Oh, Peter Allen! Peter Allen. Um, yeah, there was at the, uh, <laughs> Worked with Jews. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Matt White was married to. Oh, she's not Jewish. Go ahead. Matt White? Who the hell's Matt was White? Was married to Blyce Manelli. Matt White? No, Peter Allen. Oh, why'd you call him Matt White? I said was married too. You oh. can you're moving your fucking lips again. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, go. <laughs> so, so I played with her then. That was many, 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 many years mm-hmm. ago. And then I guess the earthquake, was it 95? The bat, really yes, bad earthquake. Yes, yes, yes. And, and um, Midler was living out in L.A. And she, it really just freaked her out. Oh, I was there for that. I was loading a gun as it hit. Oh, you shot good. a gun? I have shot a gun, yeah. Why were you loading a gun? My dad was teaching me how to safely load a gun. That story shouldn't preempt mine. No, nope, not at all. Boring. Yep, no. I wish I never said it. Um, so, so she was coming back to New York. She was having this amazing apartment built for her. She was coming back to New York, and she called Mark Shaman once again. Mm-hmm. So Bat Midler called Mark Shaman. Go ahead. Because um, she was coming back, moving back to New York, because she couldn't bear to be in LA anymore, and right. she needed a new musical director and piano player. Right. And so, so Mark, Mark Shaman said, you got to call. Let's do this. Bet Sussman. All right, you will do another phone call. Okay? And <laughs> I'm going to be, you'll be Bet. Or should I be Bet? And you could be Mark Shaman. I don't really care about this phone call, really. All right, good. I'll now, be... we could do, but now who called you to tell you? Bet Midler. Okay, so I'll be Bet, and you be you, 
Uh, and I'm tell I'm just calling you saying I need. Okay, ready? I got your name from yeah. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to tell you what to say in the phone call because Bet is calling Bet. Okay, there we go. Oh wow! Look, I got a phone call from a private call. Let's see who this is. It's an 808 number. Hello. Hello, is this Bet? Yeah. Hi, is it's it? Bet Midler. No shit. Yeah, how you doing? Good, Bet Midler. I, how I, are you? I, I'm fine. I got your name from Mark Shaman. Wow. I got your, you know, I got your name from Mark Shaman. That's amazing. And uh, I'm looking for a new uh, piano player, musical director. Well, I'm your man. <laughs> that's great. When can you come over to my enormous apartment? That's three stories, and I have a garden outside, and. Um, uh, you know, I have an assistant, and then I have people who clean the house and get me whatever I want, and it's... And I'll more than likely keep you waiting. And uh, But you'll come in, you'll sit, you'll wait, um, you, but you can look at Central Park, the entire park, from my apartment, mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, where do you... Where, I, I can come up... How, how's um, you want, tomorrow good for you? Uh, let me check. Jill! <laughs> <laughs> yes, but... Jill, uh, how's tomorrow? Um, you know what? Why don't I just connect you to Jill? And she'll uh, arrange something. I'm really looking forward to it because Mark says great things about you. Hi, Brooke. This I'm is Jill. Right. You want to come over no, tomorrow? No, no. Jill is from fucking... You ruined it! Oh, damn. V fucking P. All right. I'm going to go pee right now. All, All right. right. So, uh, she says... So, I say to her, where do you live? And yeah. she says, 94th and... Ah! Can you say that? Am I... Well, this many... There. Oh yeah, that's Avenue. true. Fifth Avenue, 90, around 90. 95th Street. Yeah. Um, but basically, so we live almost like directly across the park from right. each other, and so I do the first gig I'm going to do with her is a Halloween gig. You that's know, she, right. Which is what you do. It was you weren't doing it then, but we have done that together. Yes, because I host it with right. her. I, I started doing it. I guess because Eric Kornfeld had recommended me, and I didn't get paid in the beginning. Go. Well, that's be no. Okay. Um. So, uh, oh yeah, so we do the gig, now, which now, I Halloween which is I, for her NYRP. NYRP, and she and, has a big Halloween and fundraiser. And this is a whistle, actually, from an NYRP picnic. That's fantastic. Okay, go ahead. And um, basically, so we did this gig, and at Halloween, I got to. I remember the first gig I wore. I said, what do I wear? She says, you can wear whatever you want. I well, said, how pajamas? Well, first meeting go? Oh, so I met, went to her house, and we sat and we talked. And, um, it did went... you have to play for her upstairs? Oh, yeah. She, yeah, and she that put... That office. And she put, like, you know, she put, like, the hardest thing in front of me. She put, I'm hip, okay. which has a lot of expensive chords in it. Mm -hmm. And, unfortunately, I can read. It wasn't my best work, but it wasn't bad. And then okay. something else, and it was all went great. And did she was... sing with you? Yeah. And you got along? We got along famously. And she and I got along famously for ten and a half years. Now, did you? Did she say, "God, you look like me" or anything like that? Well, well, this is the where I'm going to say we we talked about. So, you have any brothers and sisters or something? And she says, "Yes, I have a sister named Susan." I said, "I have a sister named Susan." No way. Yeah. So then, the first gig, the the uh, Halloween gig, at the end of the show, they paid us at the night of the night of the gig, and they gave us. They gave us envelopes, right. and the envelope said Sussman and Associates on it. Right. And I'm thinking, whoa, I've, I've only been her musical director for like 12 minutes, right. and they've had stationery made up with my right. name on it, and right. it's like, that's, this is amazing. Right. And of course, I come to find out that 
it's not at all my stationery, but it's her accountant, Sussman. So, you know, we had a, there was a lot of synchronicity in, in um, Midler's and my Right. Very so, you're, and then you go travel. Is, so, now, is that your primary job? At this point, that was my primary job. I mean, I was, you know, I was doing a lot of sessions and stuff in New York right. at the time when there were sessions in New York and, right. you know, industrials and all kinds of crap. And, and now what happens? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> no, we sit. We now we sit and watch MSNBC. Right. Okay. And recognize how many times James Norton's Cialis commercial is on. The Cialis. I don't even. So you work with Bat for ten and a half years. Eleven and a half years. Eleven years. Eleven and a half years. So for one year, you didn't get along with her. Yeah, the last year we we had a little bit of a falling out over nothing, and, and well, was I'm, it over anything big? No, it was over it was over nothing, but she thought it was over something, and so unfortunately um, there was no talking about it, and um, and we parted ways after eleven years, which you know. That's a long it's, run. It's a long run. I mean, like I had I had. But some people are with people forever. Right. Well, I'm 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 glad that I got to spread it out, you know, and work right. with different people. Now, when you were on the road, did you just have wild sex with everyone? Like, would you just meet guys after? And can I just remind you of so far of the two, two of the major artists that I that I toured with, spanning twenty two years, twenty three years. Yeah. Whitney Houston. And Bette Midler. Bette Midler. You think oh, there yeah, were, that's you true. Think they were all gay? <laughs> you think there was a heterosexual oh, man to be found? that's good. I like it. No. So, no, did you I... have fun on the road? Like, was it fun? Yes. Because as a comic, I'm alone. Yeah. I'm alone. And yeah. you're with a band, yeah. and it's and you bond. Touring and... is touring is really fun. Right. I mean, I have like I think it's like it's like summer camp. Right. Mm. It's like the that's great... how I feel like Shakespeare in the Park. It's the greatest thing. Have I mentioned I did Shakespeare in the Park? Oh, yeah. uh, that's what I, you know. I, I you was... get paid to you get paid well, and travel cushy. Right. To see the world. Yeah. And to do what you do. And, you know, I was asked to do the Cindy Lauper Boy George tour, and I took Shakespeare in the Park mm-hmm. instead, which we spoke about. Remember? I I was booked for some of the... <laughs> she's doing the lip thing. <laughs> Lauren, I really need you to get out your phone to do the lip thing. Got it. So we... Um, I'll take the lip from this side, though. What are you, Barbara Streisand? When she did Rosie, we had to switch the no, entire set. No, thing is. I know. But she used to be like, only on the side. Yeah, I could only be in a beauty on the side. What do you um, mean? Did you ever? Did you ever play for Barbara? No. Um, who? Who haven't you played? I know. I just forgot that whole thing. I was going. What, on. Oh, oh, you were uh, trying to decide between doing the Cindy Lauper Boy George tour and doing right, Shakespeare in the Park. Well, I'm glad. And that helped you make that decision. I I could have done the Boy George Cindy Lauper tour and been financially great. Um, but I thought this Shakespeare in the Park thing for no money uh, basically is a bucket list thing that I would never be able to do again. Do you and think that the, was the money going to be great on the City Locker Boy Tour? It was going to be great compared to Shakespeare in the Park. Shakespeare in the Park, okay. and there were a number of okay a number of dates. Right. But I think I made the right overall career. Decision. Totally think you made the right decision. because I think that they'll do other shows maybe. Of course. Well, we'll definitely do other shows, and, you know, she's not going anywhere, but, 
you know, you may, this is a this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Right. It was so funny though. You know, we had been working together doing the show for right. Fifty Four Below, and this came up, and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. The money's a tell. I don't know what to do. Oh, I shouldn't do it. How can I do it? I got to pay my bills. I got my right. son. Blah blah blah. And then it was like I think we both had the come to Jesus at the same night. Yeah. I called you first thing in the morning, or I texted you, and I said. Do the show. You know how well, it was the night because I had just taped Jim Gaffigan's show. Uh huh. And uh, I I said I took him aside and I said Jim and he's like Oh Judy, you have to. What do you? There's not even choice. Yeah. Mm. And I'm thinking Yeah. Well, you're a millionaire and you know. And he's like No, you have to do Shakespeare in the Park. And then you te- texted me. All right. So. So good. Um. What was I just gonna fucking say? Shit. It was something about... You're not stoned now, are you? Oh, no, I don't no, get stoned at all. It was about uh, touring in summer camp and how it's like being in summer no, camp. Yeah, and, I don't remember. Uh, and but it, it is... And it we is, were talking about touring and fun. And, and, and she I, couldn't like, mess around because it was all queers. I didn't, yeah. meet, I didn't meet men. You know, I didn't meet men on, on you know, for for those years at, on the road anyway. Oh, oh yeah. wait a minute. I shouldn't say that because I did have... Um, I did have, like, a, a few little affairs, <laughs> little flings on... On Whitney's tour, tours. Oh, nice. Like I, I was, uh, I, uh, I was, I had a little fling with one of the sound guys. What was his name? Um, I forgot. S- sound guy. And then. Sound guy. We'll just call him Sound Guyman. Sound Guyman. Sound Guystein. <laughs> there you go. And then I also had a an affair with a rigger. Nice. No, and and they used to. Call, it was you know he was from uh, Denmark. Yeah, because no Jew's gonna. And they used to call me a rigor lover. <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible. Correct. So, um, <laughs> I take that what, what, like, if you could pick one of the highlights of your performing career, what would it be? Oh. Where you were the most proud and. What, which, is, which was the moment where you were like, oh, my God, I can't fucking believe I'm on the stage with this person. Like, when was that? I, I, it might have been Arsenio Hall with when we did. Stevie wrote this incredible song, a duet for them for. I First forget. of all, I just said Isaac last week came to my show and you're like talking about Stevie Wonder like he's your BFF. So I'm picking that name up off the fucking floor. Go. Stevie. Let's get it. Let's get the rigor. Let's go. get the rigor to pick it up. No, so yeah, so Stevie. I think that I think the um Stevie and Whitney on Arsenio Hall was But there were also but there were also, you know, many, many nights on tour with Whitney where I'm I sta- I would stand up on the stage in her, you know, great days when she would mm-hmm. just blow our minds on a nightly basis. Right, yeah. You know, she sang amazing. She would show up, right. come out in these amazing gowns, looking gorgeous. And, you know, she was, you know, gorgeous and right. the greatest singer. Of was ever. she happy? Um, sometimes she was yeah. very happy. She was, she was, she was very happy a lot of the time before she met Bobby. Um, <laughs> you, you and I just chat a lot um, about Orange Face. Um, oh. And... You are very into politics and tennis. I mean, we have a lot of common. Yeah. You know, and Elisa is big tennis, tennis, tennis. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we ask everyone this, but really. Do you have a tennis channel here? No, I'm getting it. Because it's really good. Well, I mean, it's it'll prevent, it'll wake you guys, you guys will get up early in the morning to watch right. 
like now it's like we're in we're in Europe, so like right. I get up early now and watch tennis. That's cause great. Because you don't have kids. <laughs> so, um, thank God. Do you? What pisses you off the most? Like what gets your goat? Is that how you say it? Get your goat? Yeah. What pisses you off? Well, today I have. I, let's just you, you know, can go. Yeah. Well, I like to live in the now. We call them kill me now moments. Okay. So, today I had a kill me now moment this morning. Okay. Because as as we do, we get mm-hmm. up and make the coffee and mm-hmm. put on MSNBC. Right. I usually tape Morning Joe. Right. Because I like to get the first thing in the morning. Right. And here's what really got me today. Okay. You know, Orange Pancake Head has been on a fucking on a decline in the last few weeks like nobody's business. Right. The guy has like, it's like he needs the rigor to get his foot out of his mouth on right. a daily basis. And what he says is disgusting. Right. There's very little that comes out of his mouth that's right. not disgusting, right? But all of a sudden today, so they've been bad-mouthing him and bad-mouthing him and talking about, forget about what he said about the about the judge and then yesterday about with the, with the uh, evangelicals. Right. And, and what like, about the, the, the about, gays? And, and, uh, the uh, gays uh, love uh, me. When he said the uh, LBGT, yeah. I mean LGBT, yeah. Anyway, but you know, and, and so like to the point where like the GOP, like the guy senators, have been dropping like flies. NRA, unendorsing, yeah. unendorsing like flies, right? Right. So today, all of a sudden, they get rid of like two days ago. They, he gets rid of Corey Lewandowski, right? right. The, the the campaign manager right. and Paul Manafort, right? So now, then now he's gonna now he's really gonna be become presidential because now it's the general election. I mean, the, the right. guy has like sixty cents in the bank. So, they're all bad mouthing, bad mouthing, bad mouthing. They've got to jump ship. He's saying one more offensive thing, you know, talking about the gays, about how if they all had guns, it would have been they would have they would wouldn't have happened. It would have been such a horrible tragedy. So now all of a sudden, a tweet came out at the same time as Hillary Clinton was speaking yesterday. Oh, he does that all the time. Okay, he but did no, that yeah. But this no. But now what they're saying is that. That he responded so quickly, and obviously oh, right, somebody right, else right. responded because there were no exclamation points right. and there was no He's adjective, a, right. no you know, be, before Hillary. Right. So, so now all of a sudden, like, what's that senator's name? Is it Kirk? Kirk? I forget oh, his let me name. Look that up for he's you. one of the guys that yeah, look at him. He's yeah. he's one of the guys that was like fall like just falling off the hill. They would see you know one of the newscasters would see him and ask him. So you know right. what do you have to say about? And he would be like, oh, I don't, I don't know, right. I don't know what to say. Jesus. Right. And now all of a sudden they're like, I'm really excited. We're really excited about the fact that, you know, that Mark he, Kirk, Mark Kirk, two time and Mark Kirk. Yeah. Who right. was like? So now all of a sudden today he's really excited because they've hired a hundred people and he put out a tweet and do in like in good time and without any adjectives mm-hmm. and exclamation points and now. They're all really excited. Now he's really... I'm excited about the future now. It's like... Because he learned how to tweet? No, he No, because he hired someone. He didn't fucking tweet. He hired but somebody. The fact that he calls Hillary a, a liar. This guy's a fucking liar. Like, you can just... You could do an entire hour special of him on one side saying one thing and the other screen half him saying the opposite. Exactly. I and mean, Stephen Colbert did that on his show. Do you remember seeing that? The, uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. That was really, really funny. About how he, good. you know, backpedaled. He said one thing seven right. years ago and whatever. So, what in general in life pisses you off? I mean, we all get pissed off about this political stuff. Like, I get really pissed off at 
you know, customer service, when people do not do their jobs mindfully, um, where I order a fucking sandwich and I'm really specific and it's like, your job is to listen to someone and put the ingredients on the fucking, and you can't fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Or I order on the phone. I'm like every detail, extra salad dressing, this, that, and they can't fucking do it like that fucking pisses me off. And then they have a tip jar. What really pisses you off? <laughs> right now, it's all political. It's all political right now. It's all. But there's got to be something that you have. Bet Sussman has that, like you don't do to Bet Sussman. Um. Let's see what pisses me off. Well, I mean, you know, not being the new hot keyboard player in town pisses me off. It does? Yes. Because I still think of myself in that way, and, you know, I see that, you know... Do you feel that, you know, being young... It pisses me off that I can't get arrested on Broadway. On, to, to... I'm trying to. I've had this career playing with, you know, with so you so and I have the same goal. So many great people, wow. and it's something that I have not done in the business, and I would really like to do it. Yeah, for many reasons. Oh, because it's a genre that I have not worked Say genre in. Genre again. Genre. Okay. A lot. Mm-hmm. I've worked in a lot. I did. I did sub on Color Purple, which was really a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, many years ago, I subbed for Paul Schaefer on uh, for Leader of the Pack, mm-hmm. but that was just once. Right. But. You want to be the musical director. I want to conduct a Broadway show. I want to. I want to conduct a Broadway show and musical direct a Broadway show. I'm musical it's, director you're, you're for going so. Out. It's going out there in the universe, universe, universe. I'm trying. Listen, a I'm, new one, a new musical, or a, like a revival, or is there anything? Well, I, I wish she I wants to be the first one. I, I want to be the original from the ground up. Nice. From the ground up, I want something from the ground now, up in the music industry. And I am nothing to these people. Whether I, you know, I've had a, a somewhat illustrious career. I've, I've worked with some great people. You know, and I've toured. And I've been doing, you know, successful. You know, like, I mean, is there anyone you're jealous success. of? Um, jealous. I'm not envious. Really, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm envious of people that, you know, that have that are that are. I mean, like in the, like in this little predicament that I'm having, and with the Broadway. Well, yeah. In general, can you stop? Sorry. Fucking. Cracking whatever the fuck you're cracking. I stopped. VP and CP. Crack probation. Go ahead. <laughs> Should have told that to Whitney. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just jealous of, you know, I'm jealous of the youngins who are, it's like the Broadway is taken over by all, it's very clicky, all these so is things. So it, is it, li- it's like stand-up. It's like if you're young and, and hip and cool, it doesn't matter how much experience or talent you have. No. <sighs> no. No, it's, like I am, like I, 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 I'm, I'm literally eating humble pie on a daily basis, doing things that, like, ten years ago I didn't think that I would have done. Like play with Judy Gold at Fifty Four Below. No, 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 okay. no, no. That I, you know, that's right. that is, you know. I mean, I loved that. That yeah, was really fun. a blast. Well, I mean, it was the the process of writing that piece was a blast. Right. Um. No, but like you know, not. You know, having to prove myself all over again at this particular stage in my career. That's right. You have to reinvent yourself after you've paid, not only paid your dues, you paid them over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Like the person. Do you think guys have that 
situation as much, male musicians? I think they have it, but... Not to the extent. You know, the interesting thing, Judy, is that I never, for all of my career, I never really thought, I never used the, like, I'm a woman. Same, same, same. Sad me, because I had it. It wasn't sad me. I was working. I was one of the top calls. I was getting all the great gigs. Right. And, you know, now, as far as being in in town, like, I see the gigs that I used to get called for are being taken by, you know, younger guys. Right. Like there's a new there's the new right young hot keyboard player in their thirties right in town you yeah know, and uh, and they're getting the work they're getting more of the work that I used to do now and I'm like and you'd think you'd want the best but they but, want right. the coolest and hippest and I think you're hip and cool well I also think that well I think that honestly I think that there's some like female contractors that would rather hire men than yes. than hire women I find that too with female club owners I'm and sure workers. yes yeah. I mean, I they pers- like the attention. I believe that we should. Be, yeah. I believe that we should be like supporting each other. Oh, you know, Like on a daily basis, there shouldn't be no jealous, no room for jealousy, or you know. Or- Harold, it's not. There shouldn't be no room. Okay. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. Go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's true. It's I feel more ageism as a woman. Now, yes. Then I did younger. I mean, yes. I, well, I shouldn't. Obviously, I feel more now than I was when right. I was younger. But I never thought <laughs> I feel more of the um, the uh, female male thing. Right. The gender disparity. Uh, disparity. Dispar- the great divide. The great divide. Yes. I feel it more now than I did say when I was in my thirties. Yes, and 40s. absolutely. Because do you too? Yes, absolutely. Because I feel like. There's so many comics, male comics my age, who get to go and do these hip cool shows, and I've been told I've aged out. You know, like, it's like, but wait a minute. Yeah, men aren't told they've aged Age out. out. Men never age out. No. You know? No, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a drag. Yeah. So not to so, age so out. that pisses me off. Yeah. Um, and that has not a damn thing to do with Orange Pancake Head. No. Now, we ask every um, guest... Yes. Uh, and they are all pretty honest about it. Uh, very honest. Uh, except for one who said afterwards, no, I actually. Uh, are you on any antidepressants? Do you take any sort of antidepressant or make me feel better pills? Uh, no, I'm perfectly stable. <laughs> <laughs> I could be your stablest guest. Stablest is not a word! Help! <laughs> Okay, what, what, what do you want? We, prom- we want our listeners. Uh, I am, uh, you know, I have been uh, in a clinical depression. You, you had one in college. Um, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, 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 I suffer from depression. Yeah. And you don't have don't, to be a sad sack to, right. to, to need this medication. Right. Oh, and no. we, so we always ask, because, you know, we are pro-mental health. Oh, right. yeah, so absolutely. And pro-talking about what it. What am I on? Yeah. I'm on Lexapro. Ugh, makes me um, eat a lot and sleep. Go ahead. Lexapro and Wellbutrin. I'm on Wellbutrin. i got to yes. get on this Wellbutrin. The Wellbutrin is, it undoes the sexual side effects of the Lexapro and the well, other It's one. interesting because I, I started on Zoloft and then... Made me throw up. Go. Really? I'm yeah. on Zoloft now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I couldn't... Well, that explains. I, I mean, it would, it would take me about, you know, I mean, like... How, 45, how many, an hour? Like, two hours. Like, 
six days to have an um, orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was, I, I needed to get off that drug because I was in a relationship with a man that I was interested in having sex with on a daily basis. And who was it? Is it what was his last name? Greenberg. That's <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't his last name. But, his, but he is Jewish, so okay, he, at least go. he can get the whistle. Okay. Yeah. So I so but that so I got went off Zoloft yeah. and went on uh, Effexor. I did Effexor too, and uh, I would have to. I'd like as long as this is a part of your show that yes, you are promoting is. mental health. Nobody oh. should go on Effexor. Effexor is the worst oh, drug yeah. to get this. off of. Oh. Yeah, you have to you have to do it really slowly. Yes, and and I it went to a doctor too much. that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I had my mother on Effexor, and one day they they just came in and said took her off and didn't tell her. <gasps> oh and my fucking god! She was acting god. like a mental patient. I like, remember that. She was, and I fucking lost it. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean it's just it's just a horrible drug. And I remember my shrink a few years ago said, "Get off that drug," because I didn't. I missed it for like. Like if you missed it, if you if you take it every morning and then you you forget to take it in the morning and you don't even take it you don't take it till six o'clock that mm-hmm. night, that you'll start feeling fucked right. up that quickly. Wow. Right. So you know it's it's a really hard drug to get off. It's it. Um, so All right. I, I went off of it and it weaned off with whatever cocktail and it was just the worst time of my life. But now I'm on Lexapro and Melbutrin and, and it's I working. Seems, it Do seems you take to anything be, to sleep. Well, I like the pot. Yeah, the pot is very good for sleeping. For me, it is. A lot of people the say that sativa. I have to tell you that I take trazodone to sleep. I now have that. My doctor prescribed that for me. It's really good because it keeps you asleep. But I've noticed if someone offers me, because I don't smoke pot. Obviously. But <laughs> if really I have a little, this like is a one or show. two hits of a sativa pot, I don't need, I need, need very little, I mean, indica, indica. In, whatever, Indica, um, I need very little trazodone. I've cut down my trazodone. That's awesome. That's really that's great. Me hitting my finger on the table. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, I would rather, I mean, it's, a, it's just a little bit of a dilemma, you know, because I've been smoking the weed for a long time, yeah. but I do it at night. It's not like yes. a daily, do it in a day, right. I have to work, I have to function. Wait, this oh, is what I, I tell Lauren. Do not smoke before you work. I stopped smoking before I work a long time ago. Okay. Because but yesterday you, I called you. I was not high at, you at all. You used the wrong credit card. It, that wasn't yesterday, though. That was earlier. And okay. I'm sorry about that. And I did cut it up. I was okay. really nervous about cutting up a credit card because I don't know why. Okay. So I tell Lauren that. Like, do, it's fine if you're writing, if you're doing that kind of work. I'll tell you when I do it during the day, if I have like a panic attack or I just get anxiety sometimes, right. then I'll have a couple hits, not even enough to make me right. stoned at all. I just, but yeah, I can't do anything before I work. No, 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 no. Can't do it. Used to, you know, when I was younger and I didn't have any responsibility, mm-hmm. but you know, once you... Every brain is different too. And your you brain chemistry changes. You just, uh, just that's talking. I just need to keep it together. But you know what? I, I mean, I also, every now and again, will take an Ambien. But then yeah. again, I also, when I do that, sometimes I wake up with the empty um, thing of hummus with, yeah. with the carrots on the, I half eaten next to me I'll in bed. I'll take an Ativan if 
I mean, I have a prescription, but I hardly ever use it. But it's if I'm having like a major anxiety, horrible, anxious anxiety mm-hmm. attack. But mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I love my, I have my Traz, my Wellbutrin, and my Paxil. Nice. Oh, so you take your cocktails, Paxil and Wellbutrin. Yes. Okay. I gotta, and, I gotta find out about this Wellbutrin thing. And I, and I, um, take Ritalin every now and then. You do. Yeah. You've cut back on that, haven't you? Yes, because it, my heart, with the Wellbutrin, my heart, yeah. Nice. And you I have that uneven heart thing. Yeah, I have the... Uh, the heart thing that explodes. Yeah, right it shorts. Again. Yeah, right, right, right. But I, I don't... You're, this is one of my favorite... Like, I had so much fun. I had so much and, fun. And I love our whistle thing. I feel like we were creative. We were. And we had um, Ben was in on and it. And Ben, and it was like and, a and real and podcast at Judy's Kitchen Table. I, I like having it here. And I like the fact that there's going to be a surprise in this podcast for you. What is it? Well, while you were talking to Ben, we were, we were talking about the fact that, you know. She never listens back. That he had one ball. He doesn't have one ball. <laughs> oh, he had one basketball. But he had two basketballs. Do you want to play us out on the, on the piano? Sure. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Bet Sussman on the piano. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And... Ladies and gentlemen, all I have to say is so long. Oh God, here we bring. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.